0: of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Please be seated. We're in the season of Epiphany. Epiphany is a word, it means the light shining out, and the light that is shining out that we're meant to see during Epiphany is the light of God in the face of Jesus Christ the Lord. Uh, We're going to be uh, looking at these moments in the life of Jesus when we see that he's not only the Son of Mary but he's the only begotten son of the Father. He's the eternal word that was with God in the very beginning and through whom God made everything that is. And so one of these... We, the first, so we have the epiphany, and on the epiphany we always have the the wise man, which shows that the salvation that is coming in Jesus Christ is for the whole world, it's for all the nations, for all the peoples. And then uh, the first... Scene that we have where we see who Jesus really is, is we see the baptism of Jesus in the River Jordan. Jesus comes to be baptized by his cousin, John the Baptist. Uh, John the Baptist uh, is one of the first ones to recognize who Jesus really is. He says, Behold the Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world. And Jesus comes to be baptized by John, and John says, No, you should be baptizing me What's John doing out there baptizing people by the River Jordan? Well, he's washing them. Baptism is a word that means immersion, and uh, they're, they're being immersed. God's plan for salvation was to create a special people, a chosen people for himself, and he would reveal himself to, to them. And they would live towards Him in worship, and they would live towards each other in love and justice, in such a way that all the peoples of the world will be drawn to know, to love, and serve the true and living God. Uh, this, uh, this 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 plan of God was was meant to uh, repair the human problem. And the human problem is the human problem is that well. We're disordered. You may have spotted this. You may have spot you may have spotted, I don't know. It's part of the disorder that sometimes it's hard for us to spot the disorder. Right? But you may have spotted there's some disorder in your life. There is some in mine. I don't know about yours. You may have perhaps spotted that there's some disorder in the world and it seems to be somewhat persistent. There seems to be a human problem. And it seems to be a problem, well it is a problem that is, that is, that requires Divine assistance that requires a divine intervention. And um, the the writer C. S. Lewis puts it this way: uh, If you haven't read the fiction of C. S. Lewis, I highly recommend it. If as an adult you haven't read the Narnia Chronicles by C. S. Lewis, that's a that's a joy. If you read them as a child, that's great. Read them as an adult; it would be a joy. But also he has this wonderful science fiction trilogy. Um, Paralandra out of the silent planet in that hideous strength. There's a scene in that, uh, in that, that trilogy, uh, towards the beginning where the hero is, uh, is, is, is kidnapped and he's taken to the planet Mars. In the, in the book, the name of the planet is Melchandria. And, uh, Adam has not eaten the apples on that planet. The human, the human race has not fallen. There's, there's, there's no sin there, and he's been kidnapped by these two men. Now the, the two men, one of the men's name is Weston, West, the West One, Weston, right? And he's an idealist. He's an atheist, but he's completely devoted to humanity and to the uh, to the good future of the human race. Of course, because he's devoted to such a noble end. Uh, Any particular human being that gets in his way is utterly and completely dispensable. The ends will justify the means in every way. So there's the idealist. And the other the other man, his name is well, I'm not sure how to pronounce it, D E V I N E. Could be divine, could be Devon. Uh maybe has the word devil in it. He's just a criminal he 's figured out that this guy 's a sucker the, the, the idealist is a sucker, and you can you can manipulate him and use him to benefit your your own uh, greedy uh, greedy ends and uh, These three have appeared on this planet and they don 't know sin there and there 's an angel that is the guardian of this planet and he 's interrogating the hero the hero 's name is Ransom. he 's interrogating the hero and he says, he says uh, explain to me this what's going on here and and the hero has picked up only a few words of the malachandrian language and he's trying to explain this to the angel and he's trying to explain sin to people who don't know what sin is and he says finally he, th- he fastens on a word they're bent they're bent both the idealist and the criminal they're bent saying that this is saint augustine right describing sin which is the human the human person curbed in upon him or herself. God is going to fix this. And God is going to fix this by creating a new human community. But that community can't live up to its vocation. And that's what John the Baptist is doing. John the Baptist is saying, God chose us to be his holy people. How did he make us his holy people? He led us through the water. He led us through the waters of the Red Sea. He led us through the Jordan. We've lost the plot. We've got to go out and come in again. We've got to cleanse ourselves and be reconsecrated as God's people. Now the prophets of Israel have talked about this and they have said that God in the fullness of time that God was going to send one, a true Israelite who would truly fulfill the vocation of Israel who would have a perfect love for God and a perfect love for his brothers and sisters and Isaiah mysteriously talks about this one we have some of it today in our old testament reading as a suffering servant he would he would come and he would be gentle and uh, he wouldn't break a reed he wouldn't quench a wick he wouldn't make a big noise in the street There would be a humility to him, there would be a gentility to him, and uh, and people would not listen to him, and yet he would persist, he would persist, he would persist in love, and all the nations would lay down their treasures at his feet, which we had prophetically on the Feast of Epiphany, and which God promises will take place in through Jesus Christ the Lord, and the nations will come to his light, and kings to behold his appearing. And you look around this morning, and here we are, and God is gathering the nations together and making new people uh, of all the different peoples in and through Jesus Christ the Lord. So he comes, and, and baptism is a word that means immersion, and he immerses himself in our lives so that we might be immersed in the new, true life that he comes to bring us. And now we're, we're taken, as he comes up out of the water, we're taken to the very beginning of the Bible, to the book of Genesis, where God speaks everything into being. He brings everything into being through his word of love, and through his word of love he orders all things. And as he speaks everything into being, including the man and the woman, as he speaks everything into being, the spirit of God hovers over the creation. And now we hear the voice of God, and we hear the Word of God Himself. Will we, well, we see the Word of God Himself? There, there He is. This, 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 this. Creative ordering and reordering word of God who is immersing himself in our lives so that we might be reordered by his love. And the voice of the God, the voice of the Lord is upon the waters. And it's the same voice that causes the, the trees to shake in the forest. But it's a voice that now is spoken tenderly. And the dove bespeaks the tenderness of God. It's a voice that's spoken tenderly, and it says, This is my beloved son, my beloved child, my beloved son, my beloved daughter. This is the one who is going to bring new life. This is the one who will not be, not be listened to. This is the one to whom people will be indifferent and even hostile. This is the one who will persist even to death on the cross. This is the one who will bring new life out of the grave. In the beginning was the word. And there's a new beginning with the word here in the waters of baptism. Now there's an interesting thing about this word beginning in the Bible. It can mean the first thing in a series. Or it can mean a foundational principle. A new foundational principle is coming for your life and my life. When you were baptized, or when you will be baptized, it was implanted in your heart, it was implanted in your soul. The Greek word is arche, a new principle, a new organizing principle. It's the, it's the organizing, reorganizing, tender love of God which is manifest in Jesus Christ the Lord. And it is the, it is, it is, it is the It is the gift of God's love that can straighten out our lives and give us a new life with God and a new life with each other. When you were baptized, you were sealed by the Holy Spirit and marked as Christ's own forever. And there's a new supernatural principle at work in you. Now, one of my favorite quotes about baptism is that is that baptism is not the is the beginning of the Christian life, not the substitute for. We've got this new life that's been planted in us. The word of God has been planted to us. He's immersed himself in our lives so that we can be immersed in his life. The word of God has been implanted in our souls in the same way that the word of God was implanted in the womb of Mary. And and this word will, will grow in the Marian womb of the church. Where it can be nurtured. Baptism is the beginning of the Christian life. It's not the substitute of the Christian life. This principle can lay there dormant, or it can be nurtured, it can be fed, it can be allowed to grow, it can be allowed to do its work. It's a powerful word that's been implanted in us. It's the same word of God that causes the trees to shake and forth. But it's also the word that's spoken tenderly over you In your baptism, thou art my child, and you and I well-pleased. This is an incredible, holy, and precious gift. St. Paul, in his letter to the Colossians, talks about it this way. The riches of the saints, Christ in you, the hope of glory. In the name of God the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen.